Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into uh, the Double Nickel episode of uh, Do Rags and Boat Shoes. And no, I did not say Double Nigga episode. I said Double Nickel, like when uh, MJ was rocking the 45, and uh, he had on them Chicago tins, and he torched the uh, the New York Knicks, and uh, he was giving uh, John Starks that work, even though he didn't have his elevation game on point. He was killing them with the fadeaway jumpers and the pull-up jumpers in the post game just was crazy so this is the double nickel game made it to 55 episodes hopefully we can make it to uh 5500 episodes and you know keep going keep showing and proving and uh much love and respect to everybody who listened to uh last week's episode episode 54 uh some the audio got chopped up at the end towards the end of our uh uh you know uh show I had the homeboy and author, uh, Brandon, uh, ride with me on it, uh, talking about some different issues that uh, black folks was facing in the country. Uh, so shout out to that brother. Make sure you go to Amazon to purchase his book, uh, Views of the Church from a Liquor Store. And, um, you know, shout out to everybody who's been listening. Uh, one of my episodes is kind of doing numbers. Uh, I think it was uh, the bonus episode I did uh, a couple weeks back. I dropped it on a Saturday morning, and uh, right now it got like over 300 some odd uh, listens, you know, um, on just on SoundCloud alone, and it got quite a few listens on Stitcher. So I don't know, some maybe somebody retweeted it or shared it on a Facebook page or on More Us or whatever. But whoever did that, shout out to you, and uh, you know, I also have to uh, shout out Barry from uh, uh, Podcast in Color. Um, she has me up on her website um which is a, she has a directory of different uh people of color who have a podcast and um you know whenever people uh you know whenever i use the hashtag hashtag pods and color she always retweets it to her thousands of followers and it you know gives do rags and boat shoes some more exposure you know as opposed to just my folks in black omaha but you know i still appreciate my couple hundred you know listeners who have uh, been rocking with me from the get-go but make sure you check out that website uh podcast and it's a full directory a podcast and uh she basically has it broken down into uh different categories in alphabetical order so if you're looking for sports um sex talk uh just talk radio like myself um religion politics uh just everything movies um fantasy just it's all broken up into categories and it's all done by people of color which is dope you know so shout out to barry at uh podcast in color and if you're listening to do rags and boat shoes uh let the people know that you're listening um use uh two hashtags for me uh one is pod in so p-o-d-i-n and then uh the other hashtag is uh do rags and boat shoes so just let the world know that you're listening and uh you know you use those two hashtags you know pod in is basically a pod uh, podcast and color uh, hashtag and it also lets other users know when you click on that you're listening to a podcast of a person of color and uh you know we do have to network and link up so please just use those two uh hashtags do rags and boat shoes as one word and uh pod in hashtag pod in so let's go ahead and uh see what's going on uh on this summer jam screen let's uh go ahead and start put some shit up there and uh see what sticks now a few episodes ago i spoke about um uh the impact of you know president obama releasing nonviolent offenders um and when i talked about the documentary 13th and how people were going to 
you know how lawmakers are fighting for uh to release people and to stop these harsh sentences for uh uh drug criminal offenses you know uh, pretty much quote-unquote victimless crimes but a lot of times the person sentenced is the victim because you know it's them using drugs and shit like that um but and i said something was going to happen uh with these uh with these prison systems they're talking about uh a lot of prisons are uh they're showing that the uh, population the inmate population is going down they don't know what the fuck's going to happen but uh a lot of these uh prisons are uh you know investing in like gps equipment shit like that and it's starting out and i said it had to be more than that it had to be more than putting these uh victimless excuse me uh, got the hiccups these victimless crimes uh uh you know quote-unquote offenders these uh, low-level uh, drug offenders on uh you know monitoring and shit like that and uh probation i said there's something else that has to be happening and last thursday two executives from the two biggest private prison companies uh told their investors uh last thursday that they saw a major growth opportunity and uh basically that's coming from immigration so the federal immigration authorities they expected to hold you know uh, a high number of detainees over the next year and so the the executives are pretty much telling their investors like hey we got something here um there's going i don't know what federal immigration uh or ice what they got planned um but they're talking about they're about to have record number of uh of uh, uh you know detainees over the next year so i don't know if they're gonna they plan on doing some kind of large sweep of whoever's going to be president because you know i'm recording this on tuesday um and so this this is this is kind of scary here because uh, i told you they were going to shift focus because of i guess they made all the money that they could off of you know uh these private owned prisons and the labor and then you know people shamed them so much and exposed you know uh companies investing in private prisons and using that prison labor to build shit i know uh victoria's secrets done uh stepped out um you know from them making those uh sweatsuits and the the panties and shit like that and uh, some other companies have stepped down too but um right now um so basically um uh the geo group and core civic you know both reported higher than expected profits you know uh, due to immigration and custom enforcement detaining more people in the last three months so uh, some of these prisons that have been closed are basically going to turn into uh, uh detention centers for uh, immigrants so like i said i don't understand how ice or ice can uh predict that they're going to have a record number of detainees over the next year so something weird is going to happen um there's going to be an all-out assault on uh refugees um not refugees but immigrants who are over here illegally uh, which sucks and you know it's this so i guess they're going to replace these low-level offenders with with immigrants or detainees um so this is just something terrible this is this is something horrible like i said i knew something else was coming to replace those empty beds and so right now we're in front of it but they're predicting you know they're predicting such a high level giving these detainees and i don't know understand where they're, they're getting this from so there's something there's something in plan here something in play um that they're that they're about to do to fill these beds and to fill these sweatshops slash workshops whatever the fuck you want to call them so you know if you're if you know some you know some immigrants over here that's illegal um you know some illegal aliens um some people that's over here that don't have their papers uh i guess hide them even tougher you know that's that's pretty much all i can say because from this article on fusion it looks like that they they have a plan in place and they've been doing some spying and they about to do some rounding up of some immigrants and um this this is something very terrible um but i called it i knew something was going to happen i i didn't know what but they were going to replace you know the low level offenders with somebody else and 
lo and behold here we go and um moving on uh you know uh, uh just prayers you know to all these uh you know the immigrants that are over here who try to make a way and trying to live this american dream and you know escaping the hells of their home country or you know just trying to make a better um way for their family and for a better way of life and just trying to provide and build something and get a slice of this american pie um so speaking of that um they're uh the chobani uh owner ceo has been catching hell lately uh and this just happened uh not too long ago this was a uh, last week um this kind of got drowned out in the media but the new york times ran a story about the uh ceo of uh chobani uh which is uh, his name is hamdi uh yulu kaya he's a turkish immigrant um and he came over here in the states i think in the late 90s um and he basically was selling a cheese recipe um you know to make ends meet and things like that and uh running his own little business you know uh you know serving that cheese and whatnot and some other things and he heard about a yogurt company that was going out of business in the early 2000s so he went and got a business loan uh he got approved for like eight hundred thousand dollar business loan and he turned it into the chobani empire and so uh the new york times story was t talking about that about 30 percent of his uh workforce up in idaho up in twin falls are refugees and so you know the the right wingers just went fucking crazy uh a bunch of fake stories came out talking about uh the uh the uh the chobani founder and owner he's a he's a he's a terrorist muslim and it's really uh, uh you know he's really you know hiring other terrorists and this is some kind of sleeper cell type bullshit and uh basically the man just came out and said you know if you have an immigrant or a refugee here and you give them a job that's the day that they stop becoming a refugee because they are becoming a productive citizen in the united states and that's that's pretty much all you ask for um so many times you see people spew this rhetoric that immigrants or refugees are just coming over here living off the system and all this other shit but now you got a guy in a position to hire refugees and uh immigrants and you're just like oh what the fuck they took our jobs you know shit like that so it's just something that you really have to you have to watch uh you have to watch these folks you have to watch the 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 games that a lot of these uh suspected uh white supremacists you know play you know they play a lot of word games and they play a lot of of, of i said so it's because i said so you know so um hopefully you know the chobani brand will keep thriving uh, i think it had something like uh, 1.5 billion dollars in sales um so my man he ain't hurting at all and you know i know this this was a low story a low-key story so i don't know how many trump supporters and right-wingers out there going to be watching you know cnn or fox or msnbc eating some chobani yogurt and they they don't know what they're doing so keep buying Chob chobani uh, yogurt um keep supporting the economy and uh you know it's been proven you know when uh immigrants and refugees get jobs here the gdp goes up you know so the economy booms so you know shout out to that man um he doing what he can to keep the lights on and uh you know that's pretty much all i gotta say about that uh i think it's just it's just a situation where some folks are hating um just pretty much yeah i mean you see an immigrant come over here you know work hard uh you know gets his i guess he got his credit game on point to get that you know eight hundred thousand dollar loan which it, i guess it was on point and uh you know and he pretty much busted his ass and you know he built an empire and he uh you know he's he's making yogurt that you know uh white women love you know so and i know every time they taste of omaha they always give out the chobani for free they always have a truck out there with a cooler full of uh fucking chobani like one of them big food trucks or whatever and you always can just go there and find it and there's be so many people there so you can always go back and get seconds so it is what it is so you know uh shout out to him and uh shout out to those workers i just hope that you know nobody uh one of these quote unquote lone wolves uh, 
you know, go up to uh, Twin Falls, Idaho, and uh, hit that plant and, you know, try to go post or some shit like that because you're, you know, you're jealous and you're a hater that somebody is coming over to this country and trying to make a way for their family. You know, I pray that that doesn't happen. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, the CEO owner can uh, step up the security there. Hopefully they have some good measures, you know, as far as getting into that factory and things of that sorts. And speaking of uh, factories, it looks like uh, Lil Wayne has spent too much time at the Zanny factory. Um, you know, so many people have been talking about uh, Lil Wayne uh, and his interview on Nightline. I don't know why Nightline would want to interview Lil Wayne. Uh, this man is always in a coma, um, you know, just high out of his mind, uh, you know, uh, leaned out, blunted out, zannied out. You know, this man is just he he's lost some marbles and, uh, you know, just to hear his reaction to, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, not the organization, but the actual, you know, meaning behind it is uh, it's frustrating to hear. Uh, because this is the same man who made that Georgia Bush song, you know, riding so hard for Louisiana after the uh, hurricane, after Katrina. And then, uh, you know, then you have this. He went ahead and fired his uh, his publicist or whoever. And uh, that, nah, nah, that ain't going to do it because you said it. Didn't nobody tell you to say though that fucked up word? You know, he talking about... Uh, you know, his life matters, especially to his bitches. Um, the interviewer asked him if he was connected. He pulls out a fucking red flag or red bandana if you slow and uh, said he's, he's gang affiliated with this, you know, and just it was fucking stupid. It looked like he was agitated, like he needed a blunt or he needed something, uh, something to drink, uh, needed some drink, some of that purple stuff. Um, and he just looked agitated. He looked like a fiend that was agitated, you know, having to sit still for a moment to answer some real fucking questions. And that's why a lot of these uh, media outlets really need to stop asking rich black folks, you know, how they feel about, you know, the oppression of black people in this country, because, you know, money eases racism and it eases it a lot long as um, some white folks a lot of white folks are making money with you or off of you you know you're not going to experience it so often but shout out to tip for uh basically just calling out the, the the nonsense you know we know tip was responsible for uh giving us uh iggy azalea um you know but uh tip has turned it around you know he is uh he's he's right his wrongs and uh you know now he's you know trying to uh you know educate Lil Wayne you know on the Instagram post he pretty much just said that you know you need to stop cooning you know pretty much just stop the buffoonery and if you really don't agree with the movement just say no comment you know he also said stop embarrassing yourself uh and everyone out here who's been supporting you because it is an embarrassment uh, you know, there is no middle ground. He said oppression knows no neutral party. Either you're part of the oppressed or you're with the oppressor. And there is no such thing as oppression not affecting you. It's us or else out here. And that's how he ended it. And that's some of the realest things uh, that's being said. You know, you can't, you know, if you're walking right in the middle, you already, you know, chose your your stance and you know then the shade room uh you know posted a video of him in concert saying that black lives matter prior to the interview you know he was screaming it you know at the top of his lungs and uh you know it's it's sad that with state this man's mind is in you know this man has been rich or been having money a lot of money since he was what 12 or 13 with uh cash money records you know being molested by baby and um you know now everybody felt bad for him because he wanted that uh carter album to drop but uh you know he was talking about his his money's getting raped and all this other stuff and then you go and do this it's just like what the fuck is wrong with you like he just looked like a fucking swerve on that interview like if you go back and look at it he looks like somebody who's so agitated to get up out of there and just hit a blunt you know it's just like i can't, I can't function I, I can't do this shit i can't do this shit it's, it's like uh it, he looked like fucking pookie 
you know, New Jack City when Ice-T was trying to, you know, comfort him down, you know, trying to get him up off that rock to get him to work in the Carter. And that's what that's what Wayne looked like. I mean, you look at his face, eyes all bugged and shit and up here giving these dumbass answers. And uh, it, it, it cuts deep. And it's uh, it's it's one of them things where you just have to look at Wayne, you know, with a side eye, you know, and you're like, oh, OK, well, I get it now. And uh, speaking of cooning, buffoonery and uh, buck dancing, uh, my favorite channel is NBA TV. Uh, it's no secret to love the NBA. Go Spurs, go. Um, you know, shout out to uh, my favorite coach, uh, Coach Popovich, and uh, Phil Jackson is a close second. But uh, Coach Pop, you know, came out with a vote for Pedro shirt, and uh, you know, just made his stance and a uh, salute to him. And uh, he had some uh, great words in regards to you know uh, athletes and black folks protesting, you know, the national anthem and things of that sort. And uh, but uh, NBA TV ran a show. Uh, about uh, social issues and uh, athletes voice uh, on uh, open court uh, this came on back in uh, late october i just caught it on saturday uh, just because you know your man's work uh, like a slave if i'm not at the uh, the nine to five plantation i'm always reading and you know trying to soak up and learn something new to share with y'all so that's pretty much where all my time goes uh, so i caught this on saturday and uh, I DVR'd it before I head out to uh, run some errands with my wife. Um, you know, I came home. She started knocking out homework. So I watched that and I took a couple notes. And, uh, and they had Jim Brown on the panel because uh, they were in Cleveland at the uh, ring ceremony, I believe. I don't think it was a ring ceremony. It might have been um, the ring ceremony. I don't know what it was, but they were also talking about... Uh, the Cleveland and uh, um, the Cubs, you know, in the World Series. I think it was only like game one or two, whatever it was. But doesn't doesn't matter. So you got Shaq, you got uh, Kenny the Jet Smith, you got Ernie, who's uh, you know the host on TNT, and um, you got Sir Charles Barkley, and you got Jim Brown. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm like, I know Kenny's a rider. Shaq, he he's been cooning a little bit. And then I was like, okay, but you got Jim Brown and you got Kenny. So against Shaq and Charles, you know, if they're talking about, you know, issues. So, so they, uh, you know, they're talking and, you know, uh, Shaq is on that train, you know, talking about, um, you know, everything. When you try to talk about these issues against, uh, you know, police brutality and taking on a system of white supremacy. And shout out to Kenny Smith, uh for basically saying that there is a system in place and talking about the prison industrial complex but he didn't say a system of white supremacy racism racism white supremacy you know because the man got to keep his job but i understood where kenny was coming from and he was the only one to hold it down uh shack talking about well we got to respect ourselves first and he brought up black on black crime and then charles barkley we already know he's a coon he's you know he's a coon he's my favorite coon and then jim brown you know jim brown was kind of tiptoeing on that coon train though like towards the end they started talking about well shack like i said in the beginning shack was talking about we need to respect ourselves uh black on black crime you know we got to respect ourselves we got to be uh and then we have to show respect to authority off rip and all this other shit and uh and then you look at uh, the case of the brother who got killed when his uh, car broke down in the middle of the road. And I forgot the brother's name. It's slipping me right now. But, uh, you know, he, he basically had car trouble and a woman hopped out and just smoked him. And they tried to say that he was reaching in his car and the goddamn car window was up and you seen the blood splattered on the window. So I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about, Shaq, as far as respect and, um, you know, um, respecting yourself and respecting authority you know and uh you know you know you know charles was gonna be on that train but jim brown surprised me because they started talking about uh colin kaepernick and his protest of the flag in the national anthem and uh you know jim brown kept on talking about well my best friend you know he 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 was a police officer and he was just a good human being and uh you know i understand that there's a lot of good cops out there um and but there's a lot of cops that pose as race soldiers basically you know a lot of uh, failed athletes a lot of uh pieces of shit from high school and college you know just douchebags and you know 
And I told you about the invisible empire that the clan has, you know, basically they take off the robes. I mean, they take off the hoods and the robes and they throw on the judge robes and the police uniforms and the service uniforms and infiltrated the everything from policemen up to the federal government. Um, and so they talking about the protest and the flag and, uh, you know, Jim Brown talking about, no, I wouldn't protest the flag. And, you know, it's very disrespectful. This is the greatest country in the world. And he was just just right on there. He was right at the ticket booth getting his, you know, trying to see how much it costs, you know, from New York to uh, Alabama on the coon train. You know, that's what I felt like he was monitoring the prices and trying to see how much it costs to sit in first class on that train. And, uh, you know, it was disappointing because he was in uh, Hidden Colors 4 talking that talk. Um, but you know you know in the past he's done some great things as far as you know him and kareem and uh other athletes coming out you know speaking up for muhammad ali uh for you know turning down service and uh you know not going over to fight in vietnam and um you know and so kenny asked him about that and uh he was like well that was his right and you do have a right to protest the you know the flag and things like that but i just think it's really disrespectful to our armed forces and men and women and you know kenny said well that's what they fight for the right for free speech and things like that and uh it just felt like everybody was ganging up on kenny because kenny was like you know i'm not saying that it's wrong i'm not saying that it's right but i understand it i understand where the protest is coming from i understand uh, the system that we have in place here so you know just shout out to uh kenny smith on that one um i should hit him with the you know not all heroes wear capes and i should you know he should have it but uh if you guys get a chance make sure you watch that nba tv open court because it just felt like it was like you know everybody ganging up on kenny like oh come on kenny come on man you got all this money coming from turner networks and uh you know nba and all this uh you know from nba tv and all this other shit come on man it ain't that bad it's these blacks killing each other you know that's why i felt like the vibe was you know and i felt like jim brown was just happy to be there and saying anything just to you know just to say something but the man is 80 years old um so you know it, it is what it is but i was i was deeply deeply disappointed in jim brown in that because it was there was some more shit he said but i couldn't find my notes uh that i took on the show but it's man y'all get a chance make sure y'all watch that episode and you know watch it with a side eye but you know shout out to kenny the jet smith like i said before that brother was riding hard you know and uh you know always bringing it back to the issues because you know Shaq and charles just always kept deflecting to what about black on black crime you know they just start talking these these generic ass talking points about gang violence and shit like that and black folks hurting each other and then kenny would bring up it's an economic issue and shit like that and then there's the prison industrial complex and it was like but you don't have to be doing that and that this that and the third and it was just like okay so you just making excuses now okay okay you're, you're, you're done here Shaq. you're done here charles so it is what it is don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks <laughs> A smoke watch. You got Obama phone? Yes, everybody in Cleveland, no minority got Obama phone. Keep Obama in president, you know? He what? gave us a phone. He gave you a phone. How do he give you a phone? You sign up if you're, you're on food stamps, you on social security, you got low income, you disability. Hey, I have a question. Okay, what's All right, so in uh, selling hope like dope, we ain't gonna talk about the Obama phone lady don't know there was a lady back in 2012 um back at a romney event or a protest of romney Mitt romney she was uh hey well you heard her uh she was bigging up obama for letting her get that phone and uh so that leads us to uh selling hope like dope uh we know it's tuesday um when i'm recording dropping it tomorrow we'll know who's president by then um, but I want to talk to you guys about uh, dog whistle words or uh, dog whistle politics. Um, let's see here. How, how can I explain this? Um, it's basically uh, it's coded words uh, to reach a certain group. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's uh, to reach uh, other white supremacists or uh, bigots. Uh, that's what these uh, it's a coded language that politicians like to use um, and they use them a lot. 
And uh, that's why I say it's uh, selling hope like dope Because uh, a lot of times if you don't know the, the words You don't know what to look for You know, you don't know what these policies mean And you don't know who's the target audience of this speech is So as we move forward um, It's just basically it's just basically a racist language That's, that's all it is it's, uh, it's one of those things where uh, the politician can have pretty much a plausible deniability It allows that you know by uh speaking a language that the the speaker can actually be like oh i'm not even talking about race i wasn't even thinking about race but we're gonna break down some uh some coded language uh for you right now so i played that obama uh phone clip uh because once that clip got out and went viral the right wingers just went crazy uh they they went crazy um about it and so you still see this on Twitter if you start talking about Trump or um, you start talking about white supremacy or something like that. Somebody hopping your mentions, somebody with a, a flag, a gun and an eagle as their avi or an egg because they just created the account because their last account got suspended and they're uh, tweeting from a deep, different IP address. Um, because most likely they got banned for hate speech. So you say something critical of uh, of uh, conservatives um, or uh, white supremacy. You know they'll come into your mentions talking about, oh, you must uh, be tweeting from your Obama phone. Uh, and so basically, uh, when you say that Obamacare, Obama phone, you're thinking about uh, uh, President Obama giving out. Uh, freebies and uh, and you know he's a black president so who is he giving these freebies to black people so when they say they want to repeal Obamacare or uh, you know stop these Obama phones or somebody comes in your mentions talking about you're tweeting from an Obama phone or something like that they're, they're saying that you're a poor black person that's what they're saying that you're a poor nigger that's basically what they want to say and then uh, sticking on uh, sticking to uh, President uh, Barack Obama a lot of times uh, these politicians will say uh, who don't fuck with President Barack Obama President Obama they'll say uh, Barack Hussein Obama so they basically want to heighten the, uh, the racial anxiety with his middle name his middle name is Hussein so they want to you know uh, kind of link that with uh, radical Islam uh, radical Muslims and uh, you know Hussein uh, you know Saddam Hussein and things of that sort so that's when, when they say his full name they they're trying to get you know the the white folks or the silent majority and the silent majority is another uh, dog whistle word and I'll get to that later um basically to get them to think okay this guy's a fucking muslim you know and a muslim that just bring then that links to 9-11 and you start thinking about oh all these good white folks died these evil brown people did you know even though a lot of us feel like it was an inside job and then you also have urban and inner city that's just code for a black area a black dangerous area and then the new one that we have right now is Black Lives Matter. They're calling it a terrorist organization and, uh, you know, all this other shit. Uh, when the, uh, the when the cycle went off and uh, ambushed those two cops in Urbandale over in Des Moines, Iowa, um, not too far from me. Uh, you know, so many people were reporting that it was uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, via uh, social media. They're talking about it was probably some Black Lives Matter thugs and all this other shit. And uh, it's morphing into the point where Black Lives Matter, uh, it's a dog whistle word for just black people. So just just keep that in mind when they start saying that uh, Black Lives Matters is a terrorist organization and shit like that. It just means black people who want their rights, who want the Constitution to work like it says it's supposed to work for everybody. And uh, st standing up with the 13th and 14th Amendment, that just means woke black people. That's what it means. It means black folks who do not want to go along with the system, which is a majority, which is, which is a lot of black folks. I ain't going to say the majority of black folks, but a lot of them. So when you hear Black Lives Matter, that means black folks. And the next one is an obvious one. Uh, they started really throwing this word around uh, recently, the word thug. Uh, you know that that's nothing but short for nigger that's all it means that's all it means um you know you can look at the dic dictionary term of it and say what you want to say but it's a dog whistle word meaning nigger that's all it means uh they can't say it on tv so they're gonna say something else they created another code word and it's thug which means nigger okay uh you people 
that we've been hearing that for years and white folks always like what what do you mean what do you mean it's not racist what i just said you people and you know black folks like what the fuck you mean you people because it just means a group of minority uh it's it's generalizing uh a whole race that's what that means a group of black folks a group of mexicans just something other than white you people goes generalizing you people always this you people do that you know so that's what that means you people so another dog whistle word is liberal you know um liberal is uh you know characterized as someone who's progressive and you know want uh wants equality for all you know I, I feel like up to a point that's when you get into those fake white liberals um but it just means a minority sympathizer that's 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 the meaning of the dog whistle word you know uh the liberal agenda you're a minority sympathizer and that's pretty much all that it breaks down to when you hear the word liberal and then on the flip side conservative that's just a staunch white supremacist you know uh you know i want my woman in the kitchen barefoot cooking i need to be out making this money and uh fuck you if you're anything other than a white man you know i respect my woman to an ex to an extent so that's what a conservative is and then you have illegal alien so you got this word illegal and you got this word alien so both of them so illegal gives that sense of breaking the law and i apologize for using that earlier when i was talking about the uh uh the, the ICE deal in uh, the private prisons I apologize for using that word that that was my fuck up um but you got the word illegal which automatically gets your mind into thinking about criminal and shit like that and alien which is something foreign it just jumps to that and that just means you know Latinos Mexicans um Hispanics um that's pretty much all it is an illegal alien so you put them two words together and it got you you know thinking all kind of crazy shit that somebody's about to come across the border and fuck some shit up or uh rape and kill somebody you know that's that's the dog whistle word for white folks okay and then another one people really don't know about is cut taxes like when you hear a conservative says this and sometimes you'll hear, hear a democrat say cut taxes basically this is a, a dog whistle word for um not the super rich well it is for the super rich but also you know that upper middle class if that even still exists uh prior to 08 uh it's getting back there the middle class is getting back up there but you know if you on that cusp of you know making six figures a year and up it's the dog whistle word for you which basically means i'm the this with with your vote voting for me i'm going to cut taxes which means i am not going to waste your tax dollars on poor people and people of color so once it so then it actually breaks down to uh once you shit on poor people and people of color for these different uh minority programs quote unquote that we do have um they ain't working for shit for black folks and minority is another another uh dog whistle word but i'll get to that in a second um so it breaks down to uh you know black folks or uh, hispanics uh women you know hooting and hollering about uh you know you cutting this program cutting that and you just like oh well there was no money there's no money in the budget you know due to them quote unquote cutting taxes so that's that's what that's what they could fall back on um but that's all that means cutting taxes is just meaning that we're not going to waste your tax dollars on the poor or people of color or uh immigrants or some sort of special programs to give somebody a leg up to compete with your white ass that's what cut taxes mean okay and then when i say the minority uh you know uh we can go back to benign neglect during the nixon era when it was pretty much where they felt like quote unquote uh i forgot the guy name who was head of urban affairs and urban is like i said is a key code word for black black area or generally black people uh for urban development it was pretty much let's take the word race out of everything because white folks are fed up and kind of let black folks keep quote unquote excelling on their own you know those programs will still be in place but we won't say anything about a race anything at all so then you had the term minority come in and everybody under the sun in america is a minority except for a straight white male and that's the jig so you got a disabled white man can get uh minority benefits if there are any um white women can get it 
gay white men can get it transgender white males white females can get it and uh, so it's pretty much you have this pie and i've said this before and so you start cutting it up okay a huge portion goes to white women uh next is uh you know gay white men then next you start going into the the hispanics and then the asians and then whatever's left um we might get a couple of crumbs to black folks so that's the jig with minority that's a that's another cold word and and a lot of times we're like well women deserve these rights and all this other stuff i absolutely agree with that uh but who are those white women bringing those benefits home to bringing them home to the, the majority so how can you be a minority in a majority i that's something that i don't understand and that's a jig and black folks really have to stop falling for that so minority is another uh, dog whistle word, but it pretty much means uh, we'll give it to all these white people first. There's not a straight white male. And then you go into um, the silent majority. So the silent majority is basically just a group of white voters that support white supremacy with actual actions. They don't speak on racism. They act on it. You know, they're not like these Twitter trolls who's out here like, oh, you're just on a Democratic plantation, you fucking nigger with your Obama phone and stuff like that. It's not that at all. These are people who actually practice it smile in your face you know hey hey how's it going adrian <laughs> you know shit like that but they actually practice it by voting on with politicians who share their agenda of oppressing people of color they actually act on it they don't just be out here you know talking and all this other shit it's that family that looks wholesome and all this other shit and oh shit is all good but you know they're gonna keep fighting their fight they're going to keep, you know, uh, voting on, uh, you know, actions that basically suppress people of color and uh, suppress minorities, but it's going to hurt people of color the most, you know. So that's what they mean when they talk about the silent majority. Um, that's why uh, President Clinton, uh, former President Clinton, Bill Clinton was so uh, adamant down south talking about how tough he was going to be on crime because he needed to get that silent majority vote. You know, that those people that were on the fence about Bush or Clinton, you know, uh, first uh, Herbert Walker Bush, the first uh, uh, Bush, uh, Bush's Bush Jr.'s daddy. So that's what that's the silent majority. So whenever you hear that term, that just means that's just a group of white people that so that is majority. What's a minority? Well, I told you what that is. And the majority is silent and quiet about social issues and things of that sort. But they actually practice white supremacy. They actually support and vote and put money behind uh, white supremacists who can actually, uh, you know, ban and bar and disrupt progress of people of color. So that's that's that. Uh, when you hear uh, Donald Trump, I already broke this down uh episodes ago talking about make america great again uh so basically what he's saying after eight years of being a cuckold under a to, uh, black balls and dick from president obama we need to make america white again that's all that that means that's all that that phrase means and then uh the last one that i have for you is a state's rights we hear this so much marco rubio even talked about this when uh he was trying to shit on obama for uh attempting to raise the minimum wage and this is a hispanic gentleman but uh state's rights means basically the right to resist the federal government government and that started during the civil rights era you know to impose uh to oppose uh enforced integration you know forced integration so um and i talked about this before when i talked about make america great again when i broke that down so states rights basically means giving rights back to the state and they can you know do whatever the fuck they want but in turn that also creates white utopias so just uh pockets across the country you know in different states where it'll pretty much just be uh benefited uh the government there would just benefit white people that's it you know it will keep certain people out people of color um people with uh, certain sexual orientations and uh anybody who wasn't white it just created a it just it's geared to create a white utopia so that's a dog whistle word to the silent majority and i already broke down what the silent majority is so 
I think moving on um, with this podcast, I'm basically just going to start breaking down the political game for people of color um, just so we will know how to vote smarter going into the next presidential elections, you know, just so we won't be stuck with um, a bucket of vomit or a toilet full of uh, broken up shit, a toilet full of diarrhea as choices. There's so many people on my social media, text message I've got, emails that I've gotten like, what the fuck is up with the choices? How did we get here? So we have to start looking ahead and start planning for 2020. And uh, right now what I am doing is, I remember back in 2012, when Obama's re-election, the LGBTQ community gave president obama a 54 page document with their agenda and what they did for him and what they expect from him and uh your man's al sharpton and the national action network um came to president obama with uh, a document also but the bitch was only seven fucking pages and you can look this up online it's on a news one uh website it was back about four years ago and so I'm reading through that uh, just to, you know, like I said, we need to study other groups, other minority groups, quote unquote, dog whistle word, to see how they got their agenda pushed. And you look what Obama did in his second term as far as just getting uh, um, gay folks the right to marry. OK. And um, and tougher discrimination laws um, passed. So we really need to get our shit together. And I'm speaking to my black folks um, and move forward with this agenda and we need to start um having these candidates pander to us so i'm rereading my powernomics books and i'm just doing all this research just so i can break down game and uh break down this political um this political climate that we're in so we will stop voting out of fear and tradition okay and we need to start voting with an agenda so you know i think hope like dope is pretty much just going to be how to break down game from here on out you know um so you know i just want y'all to bear with me i know we got four years under either a bucket of vomit or a toilet full of shit so we just gonna have to keep fighting a good fight we're gonna have to keep you know voting voting locally and we and i i tried to break down the game for my black omahaans about um the uh the uh, race with uh, Brad Ashford and Don Bacon and uh, Stephen Laird and uh, you know I tweeted up some links where you could read information on the candidates and make your own informed decision so I will keep continuing to do that uh, I felt like it was just a little too late in the game and uh, we'll start to have some town hall meetings up just educating people on how to vote and if you want to get a part of it you know just uh, you know how to hit me up on Twitter uh, Facebook um, email me whatever so uh yeah so that's all i got for hope like dope you know just uh dog whistle words and dog whistle politics so you know look those up yourself or go back and re listen to this and then you'll see after you you know break down these words that i've broken down to you you know after you ingest them digest them shit them up uh shit them out spit them up you know and regurgitate them or whatever uh you'll start listening to politicians a lot differently you'll be like oh he's just talking to this group of people oh he's just talking to this group of people 90 percent of the time he's only talking to the silent majority all right this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right, uh, I, b I believe I forgot to add uh, one um, dog whistle word from the last segment in there, and it was Muslim. So uh, that's any black or brown person, specifically a man with a beard, you know, post 9-11. That's, that's what it brings up to you, uh, some radical Islamic extremist. And, uh, you know, brothers, be careful. We know it's uh, No Shave November, and beards are, you know, the hot thing that's popping right now. So always be, you know, always be kind of, you know, iffy in white spaces, you know, where you're at. You know, I ain't telling you to be scared, but be iffy and have your spider senses, you know, up and ready to go. Um, there's been uh, there's times where I know um, there's been situations where 
within Trump rallies and things like that and protesters, they'll say, you know, um, some of the protesters like, oh, I think it's a Muslim, you know, or shit like that, you know, just real silly shit like that. And sisters, if you got, you know, like a scarf wrapped around your head, be careful, too, because, you know, they catching women catching hell, too, and they could say that your uh, black ass is a, you know, uh, uh, you part of uh, ISIS or ISIS or whatever. So, but anyway, moving on to uh, Hold This L, your man's Rick Ross got to hold this L. Uh, it's been reports saying that uh, he owes the IRS a few million dollars. Uh, I've seen it everywhere from seven million to five point seven million in different reports from TMZ to the New York Daily News. And uh, alone in 2012, the man owes almost four point six million dollars. Um, this brother, you you gotta hold this L right now. You know you 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 made your name, which I hated that you made your name off of Freeway Ricky Ross. You know, you uh, gave this bullshit ass explanation in court um, talking about that, uh, you know, people used to call you something else, the boss, and then it just kind of stuck and somebody called you that by mistake and it stuck And your whole gimmick is you selling drugs. So you lied about that. So that's why I really can't rock with you. You make decent music. Um, but I said in the first segment on the Summer Jam screen that uh, money eases racism when I was talk talking about uh, Lil Wayne but it doesn't to it to an extent you know they can always take your money from you they can always hit you like they're hitting rick ross with this uh with uh tax evasion and all this other shit or they could create some kind of scandal with some woman that you slept in the past with and you know like oh well did were there any drugs involved you're like oh yeah we were smoking getting high but did you really want to smoke that blunt and did you see him make that drink you know uh they they will come for your paper you know if it gets to the point where you're making too much paper or people ain't making enough paper off of you so uh and then i also remember uh your man's rick ross when he first came out there was a double xl magazine back when they were still printing heavy um when he first came out uh when uh was that triple c's or port of miami's his first album whatever it's called this nigga said with a dead ass face he needs 10 million dollars either a month or a day to function <laughs> and i just knew i was like why the fuck you want to be a rapper why are you trying to launder money because if you making that kind of money or you need that much money to function uh you know what you need to be down somewhere south of the border either in south america or you need to be over in europe somewhere you know just calling the shots you know so rick ross you really gotta hold this l and you know stop fronting you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes I know I said I was gonna put uh, Jen, uh, Kenny the Jet Smith. I was about to say Jenny the Cat, <laughs> but uh, Kenny the Jet Smith on there. Uh, shout out to that brother, you know, for holding it down on that open court episode. Uh, but you know, uh, really, who I want to put up there is you. I want to put up the listeners. I want to put up everybody who went out and voted and those who didn't vote. Uh, there's too many people out there shaming folks for not voting. Uh, that's your right. You have the right to vote and you have the right to not vote. Um, you know, I want to salute you for, uh, you know, doing your due diligence and, uh, you know, sticking to your convictions. You know, if you think the whole process is some bullshit, you know, hey, you know, you sat your ass home and, you know, you did what you had to do. You know that, you know, it is what it is. Uh, don't ever let anybody shame you into voting for a particular candidate we saw this heavy as we got closer to uh tuesday to today or if you listen well it'll be posted tomorrow so yesterday as it got closer to yesterday tuesday november 8th um there was a video that went viral of this uh white man who was uh basically calling a a, a driver a black driver all kind of niggers and all this other crazy shit and um and uh, people were trying to find his uh, his Twitter handle, his Facebook page. The white dude was calling him all kind of niggers. He started off Trump, Trump, Trump. And, uh, you know, uh, white liberals took it upon themselves to, uh, you know, uh, retweet it and say, this is why you need to vote. So you're telling me that a vote for Hillary is going to stop this man being racist. And so you're like, oh, I see the logic in that. Well, I fucking don't. And you don't either, because there's a black man in the White House right now 
so you see what i'm saying well how that doesn't make any sense don't let anybody scare you into voting for a particular candidate you do your research and you uh you look deep into yourself find and stick to your convictions you know you don't don't ever don't ever let anybody scare you into uh voting for a candidate or uh you know anything like that you know we saw a lot of these uh these bigots out here um you know trying to uh scare folks into uh not coming to the voter polls uh we've seen people um you know trying to uh, scare you into voting for hillary because everybody who's not a black person uh you know is going to catch the same kind of hell that we've been catching you know if uh trump gets into that white house if you're not a rich white man you about to catch some hell if uh trump becomes president i don't know the outcome of it like i said you know i'm recording this tuesday night as i always do um but i still want to shout out to everybody who stuck to their convictions you know whether you voted for trump whether you voted for hillary whether you voted for the libertarian candidate or the green party candidate you know salute to you or you wrote one in because that's what my black ass did you know i needed to vote on the issues that affect me directly uh, like the local issues and things of that sort um but you know i did my research i tried to share some of that research with folks and um you know i made an informed decision and i i voted you know but as far as the excuse me the presidential election you know i, I pinned a name in there you know so you know like i said shout out to you if you voted if you didn't vote i understand because it is some bullshit you know but moving forward you know we have to and i'm going to uh take the lead on this uh start educating ourselves and other people around us on how to vote with an agenda okay so that's what that's that's the main goal leading into 2020 that's what i want y'all to remember heading into 2020 you know we we got four years right now to uh get our shit together get our economy game together uh economic empowerment economic development whatever you want to say and we got to start renting and leasing and buying these politicians and we have to get out of a specific political party we got to get up out that democratic party because they ain't done shit for us you know and uh so many times we save these uh fake white liberals from themselves you know and we really have to stop that we have to stop fighting other people's fight okay so black folks just keep that in mind and uh you know shout out to you for voting or even not voting all right so moving on to uh health over wealth you know what i say it's the last segment of the show without your health you can't enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from harriet tubman it says always remember you have within you the strength the patience and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world so um on the road to riches and diamond rings and changing the world and all this other stuff um you know just keep fighting a good fight um always do that um there's a um, you know you always want to you always want to be the one that did it um that made it um but getting to that point you know when you start rising to the top a lot of times you can have something called like survivor's remorse or survivor's guilt especially when you're coming from a you know a, a, a desolate or a poor situation you know um you start rising to the top and you know the dustiness you know starts you know folks start kicking up dust to try to get you dirty and things like that and then you start feeling bad because you're making it and people around you are stuck in the same place um that's something that it, it's tough to deal with um, but you have to keep moving forward and if uh if they can't figure it out you know after the game you give them or after being motivation towards them um you have to just keep moving uh, it's something that i struggle with um you know i'm trying to do bigger and better things and try to lay a great foundation for the future and uh you know for my kids and for my kids kids and you know busting my ass and you know trying to make this uh podcast into something uh you know something greater than what it is right now you know um, i'm always fighting a good fight um you know i'm always donating money here um, putting money towards good causes and uh, helping fuel other dreams and hopefully I'm inspiring other folks but you have some folks that you see that you grew up with you know that's still stuck on that dusty shit and 
you know, that you come back to the block and, you know, just try to holler at them or shoot some hoops with them and shit and see how things going and you get berated and talking about you change and things like that. But that's the purpose in life. You change, you grow, you get better, you know, but you always stick to your same values that got you up out that rut, you know. So, uh, you know, don't ever don't ever let nobody, you know, take your dreams from you. Um, don't let anybody talk you out of doing what you feel that's in your heart. And as I say so many times before, um, if you're chasing a dream, uh, just kind of keep it to yourself. You know, don't don't share with anybody yet until you start seeing results, until you actually, you know, start seeing things manifest. Um, because if you're still in those beginning stages and you tell somebody, you know, an idea off a of rip, you know, somebody close to you might shoot it down. You know, it could be your wife, could be your husband, could be your daddy, could be your mama, your grandma, your grandpa, you know, your cousin, uh, uncle or auntie or whatever. Um, and, you know, somebody real close to you. I mean, it's just because they can't see it. They can't see the dream. You know, they can't see they don't see you, you know, standing in front of, you know, hundred thousand people you know inspiring them to change the world or you know uh being the next you know uh next latino president you know um or you know the first you know female asian president or the uh you know the first you know um black person to basically you know unite the whole world you know or something like that um you know however the dream is dream big um dream often but you know uh you gotta you gotta wake up and pursue the dream also you know so uh always remember your convictions and uh you know what got you to where you are and uh if you need help getting up out that rut you know sometimes you just need to sit down and just just be quiet for a moment just quiet the whole world you know shut off your laptop your phone your tv um and just think just think just you know you start imagining yourself being in a certain spot and um you know that puts a new energy into you you know you start it's one of them fake it till you make it things you know i know it sounds horrible but it's actually true once you you, you start you know manifesting things once you fake it till you make it you start acting like uh where you are once you have all this money and things are taken care of and you're helping people and you're serving people and you're using your gifts to generate revenue you know um you keep that character and you know you remember those days where you weren't where you are when you took those first few steps you know if it's a couple steps you took you know the past year which is dope you know you look back to where you are and where you you know where before you even started you're like oh shit i made some progress so you always keep progressing towards your dream always 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 and write every fucking thing down too so uh that's all i gotta say um like i said moving forward uh and hope like dope or throughout the podcast i'll definitely keep dropping jewels and um uh to uh educate black folks on how to vote and stop voting out of fear um so that's all i got for you um you know i will be dropping another episode sometime this week um got some time on my hands and uh you know it is what it is you know i love y'all uh much love and respect and uh you know what i'm out Shots, some call it fast. They say the ones close to push you when you on the edge. Grew up on the pissy mattress, never had a water bed. Screaming, fuck the border ads, too busy chasing corner bread. Bathroom bagging up for an hour long. To play it off, man, I had to turn the shower on. Coming out with baggies and a towel on. Only if mama knew the type of shit that I was on. I really know hustlers, dope and coke jugglers. You never get rich surrounded by broke customers. You gotta learn to maneuver through the tight spots. Dirty bike cops keep searching the nigga Nike socks. I had to switch the stash up, cause they might watch. Everything down is a bet soon as the dice drop. You get the strip jumping, start off with six onions. I'm fence jumping before the dog come sniff something. Got a bunch of jail niggas talking on my sprint fussing. Besides the money and business. 
bitches, you ain't miss nothing. The love overpower the hate, the drugs overpower the plate. I baby blue powder the rape. Gold rolly, a bunch of diamonds overcrying the face. Never worried, I wear my jewelry in and out of the state. Road trips that fuck a foreign, the Impala was safe. And if you seen it, how I seen it, then you gotta relate. It's dumb. Uh, I was raised where it's cold at cold. The presidential was plain, so gave froze back Oxycontin and Molly, I really sold that Facts. All black 380, this hammer matching my bow jacks You saying ain't no paper here, so where the coke at? Where Took a trip to Texas, brought lean back like Joe Crack Couldn't get my uncle no money, cause he was smoked at The Graham got him thirsty for pictures, so they could post that 20 niggas crowd my section, like where the hoes at? I'm in Bird off Goodman, blowing this feature paper Floating up first half, knocking the knee to Baker Javachi T, even the eight border rock wilder uh, crown fried whole dinner cost me like five dollars in a zone playing the commission off a shine album the shit they rapping about be make believe outside pumping and it was eight degrees blunted off for of eight for green before the sour came before niggas was drinking lean ava rex lever some niggas listen to tracy lee i'm probably with a chick that looked like Amy marie oh four crocodile maury's i had the gators green my cousin said we the best trafficking major keys before me was repping dream chasers i tried to chase a dream Christian Dior cover my eyelids. Ask my nigga Dawn who got the raw up in high bridge. Nothing to eat, embarrassed to open my fridge. Jig on repeat as I think about it, can I live? Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm trying to grab a dame and dash, get back on the freeway. Shorty went to Memphis, brought it back up to BK. Hard knock life, Bentley back to the PJs. And feds ain't got a clue, like they lacking a DJ. Rock chains round here, they'll get you for real. Put that Mac to your beanie just to get to a mill. See, I was young, popping Chris underneath the big homies. Rapping and trapping, trying to do it bigs, homie. Yeah, I put my bay on Burks. Shit, I even bought a watch, a little plane jump first. Looked at hers, looked at mine, said this ain't gonna work. So I threw diamonds up in it like a J concert. And told her, hold it down, and I just might bass stamp you. You've been around since I was chopping up the yay samples. Fuck the streets, all I want is state property. And make sure I break off the niggas that hate properly. And don't let them Jones or talk about the gemstones. We don't just blaze, we blow them out of they timbos. They gon' whisper like, Keep the sneak, that petite Philippe 730 freaky Zeke But enough about the jewels, every summer we jam on them They take shots when you pulling out the lamb on them Oh you mad? No, I had the camera on them Set a diplomat place for the fam on them Yeah